What's happening, sports fans? Christian Pedersen here in the San Diego Prep Insider Studios. Coming at you with some of those playoff vibres. As Noah Laxino would say, the vibes, man. The playoffs, they did not disappoint. Even though the open division wasn't even playing tonight. That's how crazy some of the scores were from around the county of the first round of the division one through five. San Diego Section High School Football Playoffs. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, all of our content here is brought to you by the good people at Blast Radius Coffee. For more, check out BlastRadiusCoffee.com. The way this works, as always, or if you are new here, is that I will give you guys the scoreboard, just all the scores and raw data from around the county. Maybe takes about 10 minutes with the, the lower bracket of games we got tonight. Then we will move on to coaches and pundits from around the county telling you what they saw in person and what some of these wins mean to some of these programs. A couple of massive upsets throughout the county tonight. A couple of lopsided, unexpected results. We will have people, as I mentioned, from all over the county, including a couple of coach special guests that really have me excited about this show. Let's talk some... Results. Let's talk some scores. Let's start. Let's do this one division by division. Let's start in the Division One playoffs, and that is with Oceanside winning on the road at East Lake in a reversal of the fortunes from last season when Oceanside's season was ended at East Lake by East Lake. This one defensive. Sloppy offensive. It all kind of culminated. It, you know, you would have uh, expected this one maybe got played in the rain, in the mud, uh, back in the Northeast or something like that. But nonetheless, Oceanside and Kavika Tua, that offense ends up pulling out enough points to get it done. The defense, you get a passing grade when you throw a shutout. Oceanside moves on to take on Steel Canyon, the number one overall seed in the next round. One slot below that in the Division One playoffs, Grossmont gets a 34-20 win at or versus San Marcos. I should say the five seed Grossmont, the twelve seed San Marcos Grossmont. It's more of the same with Jamie Odom leading an offense that has a ton of weapons that ends up coming together and absolutely piling on the yardage, piling on the points, and the defense does a good enough job to get separation in the score. Grossmont moves on now to play the number four-seeded Madison Warhawks. They will flip the location from a matchup earlier this season that was played out at Grossmont. This one will be played at Madison. Madison had the bye this week. Other side of the Division I playoffs. Number six, LaCosta Canyon gets a 25-16 win against number 11-seed Granite Hills LCC. They move on now to play Mission Hills in a North County showdown, if you will. LCC looking good on both sides of the ball in control of this game. The game that I was at tonight, number 10, Torrey Pines upsetting number 7, Rancho Bernardo on the road and doing it in dominant and large fashion, 34-6. to Braden Fowler-Nicolosi leading a surprisingly potent offensive outing getting it done uh, with the run game, throwing touchdowns, the special teams was going off. 
waiting for confirmation on it, but I believe we, uh, at one point in the game, even managed to see the third longest field goal in San Diego section history. Potentially, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have a way uh, of, of checking that uh, while tweeting it, but uh, Gabe Panikowski, big shout out, my man. That was a, a huge kick to uh, to put that one <laughs> through the uprights with what could have been 58, maybe even 60. I don't know if I necessarily had the best angle at it, but it was certainly a lot of fun to see. For Coach Gladnick, this is a, a statement win uh, addressed on a couple of fronts, getting able to do it on the road with the offense, with the youth. Uh, this is Torrey Pines, probably as Coach Gladnick uh, would say, you know, right where they wanted to say that they're on schedule winning playoff games. But to me, this is a, a younger generation showing resiliency and getting a a, a marquee win not necessarily in school history, but in this generation's run, if you will. They move on now to play the number two-seeded Lincoln Hornets, who had a bye this week. That one will also be on the road at Lincoln. We move on to the Division Two playoffs. Bishops, Santa Fe Christian, Vista, and San Pasquale all inactive tonight with byes. Morse, however... And Mira Mesa were in action. The number five seeded Morse Tigers defeating the number 12 seed Mira Mesa Marauders 24 to 7. Bodie De Silva, aka SD Preps, was at the game. So please go check out his article on Scorebook Live. You can find him at SD Preps and at SB Live CA for the article. This one. You know, Morse, they're led by Jacob Hicks scoring early with a 15-yard touchdown run. Then they just keep piling on. Francisco Martinez scores. They you know, they were up 18-0 at halftime. Then, uh, then Jacob Hicks again. It just... It's good. It, 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 it's it's more of what we've seen the last couple of years with Morris, and that is continued offensive pounding away in order to be successful. Run the same guys, run the same plays, just run them really, really well. And that's what they're getting done right now. For Morris, you know, what is this set up? It sets up a game now against Santa Fe Christian and another team that likes to run and pound, and, and it'll be at SFC, so maybe a coin toss game. Other side or other part of that bracket, number nine Poway pulls an upset on number eight Monta Vista, forty-seven, nothing. Sending a little bit of a message that they might be the right team, the right time to challenge the number one overall seeded Bishops Knights next week. This one early on certainly seemed like we were going to get a little bit tighter, closer of a game. End up uh, five nothing at the end of the first quarter, but then the store the scoring really began for Poway uh, as they as they closed out the first half and, and began the second half with Josh Butler 
68-yard pass touchdown. That really seemed to get them started. Uh, Josh Butler again, then with a 19. It, it, it just, the switch flipped in that second half, and the Poway Titans, they went off. But the defense not letting up late in the game is, is to me, what's maybe the bigger bigger aspect is that, that that seems to be the key to absolutely having any chance at hanging with Bishops this season, and that is having a consistent defense the entire game. But for now, let's let Poway fans enjoy 47-0 over Monta Vista. On the other side of the Division II playoff bracket, we have number six, Christian, winning at home 24-21 over Otai Ranch. We will be joined later in the show by Adam Hall at EC Preps on social media to talk about that game in more detail. They will take on number three, Vista, next week. The other part of that Division II bracket, El Camino, 42-26 over Valley Center. We spoke with Raymond Brown from San Diego Football Network and uh, a couple of other people this week on the preview show, and there was a general consensus that El Camino was a very smart pick to be a dangerous team late in the season and into the playoff run. Certainly would seem that we got a taste of, of, of that Coming tonight, Noah Sega got in on the scoring action with some rushing touchdowns. No Kyrie was the was was pat like yeah a hard team to make in the playoffs going into them at least at 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 four and six. But then they they put up a win like that. They move on now to take on San Pasquale, and you can start to maybe play a little bit of the common opponents game. And and realize that we're in for a really good game here. We're in for a really interesting way to close out uh, this next round. But yeah, so El Camino, huge shout out on a 42-26 win over Valley Center. Uh, the 7th seed beating the 10th seed there. On to the Division three playoffs. Scripps Ranch, San Diego, La Jolla, and Hiltzop all had the night off. But that did not mean there was no fireworks. First game brings us our first example of that. And we'll be joined by both Adam Paul and Luke Ramirez, who were there at the West Hills Valhalla Showdown. So uh, I'm not going to speak very much on it. I'll just let you know that the number nine seed West Hills upsets the number eight seed Valhalla 21-14. Stick around for that conversation, or for the conversation with both of them, I should say. Central... They hold on to beat Mount Carmel. The number 12 seed, Mount Carmel, gives the number 5 seeded Central a run for their money in an impressive fashion, but Central ends up scoring too many points. They are very good on offense and look for them to uh, move on and be a threat to San Diego in the next round. This is a Central team that was in the finals last year, and uh, a first-round win where you almost put up a 50-burger is... Nothing that you can find anything wrong with. So congratulations to the Spartans. Modern-day Catholic, they get a 33-19 win over Imperial. That's the sixth seed beating the 11. Modern-day Catholic, the sole South Bay team getting a win tonight. Luke Ramirez from the San Diego Union-Tribune will join us to preview some of their coverage of the game. Brawley, they play host to the Kearney Comets out in the Inland Empire, and get a big-time win, 44-28.
Brawley moves on to take on the Hilltop Lancers. This will be a pretty interesting game to look at because, you know, Brawley, Brawley puts up a little bit of a, a little bit of a, of an, of an offensive number there at 44 that you look at and you go, okay, they're good. They're, they're clicking, they're ready, but they're doing that at home. So can they do it on the road? Can they figure it out at Hilltop? Is Hilltop going to be too much? You know, now we know who they're going to be playing. So we'll, we'll, have to keep an eye on that matchup as we go all season long or all postseason long, all week long. Sorry, too many uh, too many scores trying to flip around here in the background. On to the Division Four playoffs. Santana, Orange Glen, Montgomery, and Sarah all get buys, but there was some upsets. First one was not an upset. That was number eight, Escondido, beating number nine, Classical Academy. That is the eight beating the nine, so that is exactly how that one was supposed to go. 31-7, to seven, though, is not what any of us had drawn up on that preview show earlier this week. Big shout-out to Escondido for a sizable victory there. Number five, Patrick Henry has some last-minute heroics and fireworks to top number 12, Del Norte, 35-28. Raymond Brown from San Diego Football Network will join us later in the show to discuss that game and get some reaction about that result. So uh, stick around or just fast-forward if you uh, have no interest in listening to me blab on anymore. La Jolla Country Day and EJ Kreutzman, who was just named a San Diego Sports Association High School Star of the Month. Congratulations, EJ, again. Um, the 66-38 win over the 11-seed Tri-City Christian. They move on now to play Montgomery. And, you know, Montgomery's been dominant and tough and scary all season long, but I think this game kind of puts a reminder of, hey, look, no matter what, we're going to score. It, 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 so... Try and outscore us. This could show that La Jolla Country Day could be a very dangerous team still in the playoffs. We will have to wait to Wednesday, though, to kind of uh, dive into it a little bit more it, to know if Tommy Morris is really willing to endorse such a pass-heavy team when he is a Country Day alum and a run-heavy guy. Finally, the last game to talk about is Coronado, the number 10 seed, upsetting number 7 seeded Mount Miguel, 29-27, denying a two-point conversion late in the game, or at the very end of the game, I should say, to uh, to win this one. We will speak to Coach Hines later. Just know that they will now take on the number 2 seeded Sarah for the second time in this season, but Coronado, big win. Might be the biggest win of the night county-wide. Finally, the, the Division Five playoffs, Vincent Memorial, Francis Parker, Holtville, and Castle Park, all with the buys. They were not in action tonight. Gets to the games that were. That uh, first one is number eight, El Cajon Valley, 33-0 over Mountain Empire to advance on to play Vincent Memorial, El Cajon Valley. And flexing at the right time. Congratulations to them on a great win in the playoffs. Number five seeded Crawford beats number 12 seeded Maranatha Christian 38 nothing. We will speak to Crawford, excuse me, Crawford head coach Matt Marquez later in the show. So I will not spoil any of the, the details there of that one. We'll wait to hear from him on that one. They will move on to take on number four seeded Francis Parker. San Ysidro and Mission Bay went at it for the second time this season, and uh, the number six seeded Mission Bay came out 
dominantly on top of this one, 56-0 over the 11-seeded San Ysidro. The offense, man, that's impressive. That is a, uh, a, 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 a head-turner of the night. You look at that and you go, wow, do they become potential favorites when they have that kind of an offensive outing? In a, you know, there are three out of the four teams in this bracket had shutouts, but somehow you can actually distinguish which shutout was the most like, whoa. Congratulations, Mission Bay. That has to feel pretty good going into that first round of the playoffs. Finally, our last game of the night to talk about before we get to all of our pundits. Thank you very much, everyone, for being patient. And that is number seven, Palo Verde Valley, beating number 10, Claremont, 49-28 to to move on to play the two-seated Castle Park. That'll do it for the scoreboard section of the show. Let's uh, say thank you again to Blast Radius Coffee for providing us the fuel we need to keep the show going. They are our great sponsors all season long. We are joined now by a cast of characters from around San Diego County. Thank you very much for listening to the week, I suppose, week one football playoff show, week 12 overall season show. I don't know. Thanks for listening to our show about San Diego high school football. Hello. Coach, what's going on, hey, man? how are you? I'm doing really well. How about yourself? I'm just getting off the bridge, so uh, usually I lose people on the bridge, so how are you? I'm sure I'm not doing anywhere near as well as you are right now. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, uh, it, it, was, it came down to literally the final second. That, that team is ridiculous. That, 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 uh, I think I'm going to the name, but number two was just, oh, my gosh, it's ridiculous. So we'll give everybody the uh... – the, just, just, to, just to paint the picture, 29-27 win for you guys on the road at Mount Miguel. Please continue. Yeah, it's just, uh, it, it was back and forth. They, uh, they didn't let up. You know, they just, you know, we, we, we give so much credit and props to uh, the young man number two, but number three was a stud. Their line was powerful. Number five, the quarterback was a stud. Uh, number four for them, I mean, they, uh, I'm proud of our guys, but we, we had to we had to dedicate two kids, one underneath, one on the top, to uh, number two. So Tyler Buckley uh, was the man down below who just did a ridiculous job. And then uh, we had even two young men, one in the first half, one in the second, over top. But uh, I'm, I'm just proud of our guys. What's the uh, the 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 emotional roller coaster uh, of this kind of a of a finish of a game? Has it really? When did it hit you that you went like, okay, we got this win, that we were able to keep going? No, it, 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 it really it still hasn't hit me because you know, <clears throat> unfortunately, Brady really our, our starting quarterback uh, was taken out of the game with with a pretty big hit. It was, a, it, was, it was a clean hit. You know, there's no complaints there um, at all. But uh, so we had to throw Ash in and then put someone else in his spot. So uh, it, it, I, I was never comfortable in that game at all, at all. Uh, I told the guys, you know, at, you know, at halftime and, and then when there were about five minutes left, this is why we play the game, why we coach the game, because of games like this. But, man. Oh, Miguel does a lot right. 
So, Coach, what does this tell you about your team? I- it's just a resiliency. Yeah, just, we're, we're still a young team, you know, and when a new coach comes in and is recreating the culture, you know, new offense, new defense, um, just so proud of our guys. You know, we, we, we had a, one, one of their touchdowns came off a, uh, a blocked punt, but just, we, we, we just didn't uh, execute. I'm just going to play after, but we didn't execute at all. And I'm blocking, you know, or protecting our, our punter. Um, but our guys never quit, you know, and, and we've had other games where we, uh, we didn't show up until the second half or, you know, you watch on film, you see guys dogging it, and obviously, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on my home now, so I haven't had a chance to break down any film yet, but so a lot of guys just playing their heart out and fighting to the end. So uh, it's really, really proud of the guys. You know, obviously, you know, we, we've got to get ready to play uh, Sarah again, and uh, they, they, they had their way with us. First time we saw them, there's no doubt after a bye week that uh, we're, we're going to have our backs against the wall uh, right out of the gate. So uh, I'm going I'm to enjoy this win for another uh, 45 minutes to an hour and then uh, start focusing on Sarah. I wasn't even going to bring up Sarah yet. I was going to let you get those 45 minutes of uninterrupted enjoyment in uh, on your way home and and enjoying the rest of the night. Coach, thank you very much for giving us a few minutes of your time. Congratulations. And, yes, they will be taking on the Sarah Conquistadors for the second time this season next Friday night. But for now, let's all just say thank you very much, Coach Hines, and congratulations. I appreciate it. Stay strong. Yeah, man, get home safe. All right, we are now joined by Luke Ramirez at Luke Sports on all of the social media, and uh, this man continues to run circles around the rest of us. Uh, he gives credit to Jess Kearney, his editor, for picking the right games, but I also think that he just has that ish, that it, that makes him uh, the guy that the right place at the right time. He was at West Hills Valhalla tonight. Luke, thank you very much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about what you saw. Joshua Meredith uh, was another fun player to watch. He had two touchdowns tonight and 105 yards rushing. Kind of just a guy that was all over the field. Um, again, a guy who transferred from Helix. He wasn't uh, eligible to play until week six. And uh, from what I heard uh, before the game, he's been kind of making a big difference for the Norsemen uh, in the latter half of their season um, to kind of support Keegan Baker, who's had a, a tremendous season. 1,400 yards rushing and 17 touchdowns is you know nothing to sneeze at. Um, but ultimately, you know, it was West Hills that, uh, you know, had the had the firepower to get through this game and uh, ultimately get on to face Scripps Ranch next week at 10-0. Um, but, yeah, I was a little bit into this game. Uh, it was 7-0, Valhalla at the half. And, you know, you could just tell there was some frustration on the West Hills sideline. They were having some trouble getting stuff going. A lot of penalties that killed a few drives. A um, couple of missed field goals. Um, on some good chances uh, to get points on the board, so it was a frustrated uh, kind of atmosphere on the on the sorry the West Hill side. Um, but you know what they 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 went to the locker room apparently and, and came up with a better game plan, just you know stressing that they needed to execute. And sure enough, first play of the third quarter it was actually a squib kick. Uh, Valhalla was receiving the opening third quarter kickoff, and and West Hills decided to try to squib it, kind of onside kick it. They found some space. Um, and it was uh, Stephen Cristini 
a senior who's actually never in on kickoff. They put him in there just to go fall on the ball. He got a perfect bounce and did just that. Um, they recovered at the 29-yard line of Valhalla, and two plays, 39 seconds later, they scored. Um, and that kind of just energized the team uh, in, in the best way that they needed it at that point in time. Um, it was uh, it was Cole Klingerman who got a 21-yard pass from Gerardo Hernandez, at quarterback. Another kind of interesting uh, sidebar on that is um, Hernandez usually rotates in and out with another quarterback, and um, I can't exactly think of his name now, but he, he had a fumble, a tough fumble. He had made a great run and got the ball punched out um, on one of their earlier possessions. And I think it's uh, Braden Obert is their other quarterback that rotates in and out. And, you know, I heard on the sideline Coach Ash go over to him and say, hey, you know, that's just something that can't happen. I can't put you back in there. We're going to stick with Hernandez. And um, ultimately it paid off. You know, Ober is only a sophomore, so he'll be able to learn from that experience and, uh, you know, help his team out in the future for sure. But um, it's a move that, you know, definitely paid off. Hernandez, you know, really managed the game. He didn't light it up by any means. Um, I don't think he threw for even 100 yards. He was about uh, 79 yards in the victory. He had the touchdown pass uh, to tie it at 7-7. But uh, ultimately, he didn't turn the football over, and that was huge. That's what uh, Coach Ash said before the game. You know, he's like, if we can be plus two in the turnover margin, we're going to win this football game. And I think they were well above that. Um, and uh, so from there, 7-7, seven, seven, you know, they really just took over the football game. Um, the next drive, they forced the ball hollow punt and had a quick score. It was Brendan Green with a three-yard touchdown run. And then the following possession, uh, it was Christini, the guy who fell on the on the onside kick. He intercepted the Valhalla quarterback and then, sure enough, got another quick score after that. I think it was the very next play. Uh, no, sorry, it was, a, it was a few plays later. And then another costly fumble for Valhalla. That was actually, um, you know, it was actually Baker, I believe, who was the one that coughed it up, unfortunately, you know, for the veteran senior. But that led to a, a touchdown reception for Christine that put the game at, at 21-7. And, uh, you know, kind of put it away until Meredith scored late in the in the fourth quarter. But it was, you know, too little, too late. Um, I see – I saw a lot of energy from the West Hills team. I mean, they looked like they had half the guys that Valhalla had um, on their sideline. But, you know, every guy was in there ready to go. They had some really great size on defense, um, some guys making great plays. I noticed uh, – got to give a shout-out to Austin Ruiz Castaneda. He had a huge sack for uh, – that, that brought back Valhalla 10 yards. And then the very next play, another tackle for a loss, uh, a negative four yards that forced them to punt, give the football up, and lead to seven more points for, for West Hills. I saw some good things out of this team. Um, and, you know, ultimately, it's, it, we're not sure how it's going to work out against 10-0 Scripps Ranch. I mean, that's kind of a different beast in itself. But, um, you know, definitely got some momentum to carry into the second round. Yeah, my policy is let people enjoy their wins tonight before having to talk about any other games, let alone having to take on a Scripps Ranch-type team. Luke Ramirez from the San Diego Union Tribune. You can see all of his amazing photos. He usually shares one of them with us, but you absolutely need to go check out his account and everything in the Union Tribune print and online because they feature a ton of his great work. You can find all that tomorrow. Luke, we also usually come to you for South Bay. You're a San Diego native. You are a South Bay legend. The only South Bay team tonight getting a win is modern-day Catholic, the sixth-seed in the Division Three playoffs, so another one. Uh, uh, let's see, three three games down from from the one we were just talking about. 
They win against Imperial 33-19. Just give me some initial reaction to that final score. Yeah, you know, I was excited to. Uh, that was kind of honestly the game I was hoping to get to go down to um, to check out Modern Day. Um, you know, it looks like they had a really good, a really successful night rushing the ball. Um, you know, no, none other than Aiden Calvert, I'm assuming, then would uh, would be the one. Um, I'm reading the story that uh, Oscar Torones did for the Union Tribune. And, yep, right off the bat, it looks like that Aiden Calvert and David Jazzo, uh combined for 207 yards and two touchdowns. And that's a, that's ultimately a good sign. The few games that I got to see modern day, you know, Trevor Appleman was having good games. Um, he was kind of leading the charge through the air. And Calvert was kind of having a little bit of a slower game that I got to see. They were definitely keen on him um, defensively. The, the, their opponents were. So to hear that Calvert had a nice uh, nice game in a playoff atmosphere is, is definitely a good sign for the Crusaders. Um, you know, and and I think, you know, the defense holding Imperial in 19 points. Uh, I can't really speak for Imperial's offense, but to me, modern day is kind of living and dying by their defense because they have uh, Appleman, they have, Calvert on offense to, you know, light up the scoreboard as much as they want, but they've had some trouble keeping the opponents off the scoreboard as well, I know, in their losses this season. So I think they're going to live and die by that defense. Um, so to have a, a double-digit margin of victory victory there is a, is a definitely a really good sign for modern day. Certainly gets them excited going into a game against La Jolla next week, but as we've said a couple of times, we're not talking about those games yet. We're celebrating the here and the now we're talking to Luke Ramirez from the San Diego Union Tribune. You can follow him at Luker Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Luke, floor is yours to give out one of their uh, game ball shout out, whatever you want to uh, highlight, one of their uh, team result player. Anything you saw from the first night of the 2019 football playoffs? Well, I guess I would have to kind of circle back to Eastlake. Um, you know, I got to see them clinch the Mesa League. It was their second Mesa League title in a row a couple weeks back. Um, kind of disappointing result. They had a bye uh, the last week of the season. Plenty of time to prepare for their opponent, um, and they got ended up getting a home game. Um, it might have been a little a little more favorable for them than some people probably believe uh, they deserved. Um, and they just ultimately weren't able to get it done. I think I read they were only held to 80 yards offensively again. And you know, a lot of people harp on how good East Lake's defense has been, but I mean, you got to put points on the board. It's uh, Definitely, I think Eastlake um, caught a break with the seating. Uh, having Oceanside having to travel down the five on a Friday, um, that is never easy for any team coming from that far north. And I thought they needed to really take advantage of that this week, and uh, they were not, they were unable to. So um, I think on that note, Eastlake and along with Otay Ranch, you know, they take first-round losses, but um, I think that Metro Mesa League is definitely solidifying um, you know, as soon as they can get the coaching situation and some other things figured out um, for Eastlake, they should be able to get back on track. Um, and, you know, Coach Christensen and his staff and, and the guys, some young guys that he has coming back next year at Otay Ranch, uh, going to be really, really exciting to watch. Um, I'd also have to say, you know, if anyone wasn't aware of Josh Meredith before tonight, I mean, that was he's, – he's definitely a dynamic player. He's a junior coming back next year as well. Um, we missed him for half the season because of uh, transferring, but uh, I think everyone should uh, definitely have uh, Josh Meredith on their radar for uh, as, as kind of like a, a pre preview for next season as far as you know top playmakers in the county. He was really fun to watch tonight. I like that. Looking forward to the crystal ball uh, and getting people excited already about the 2020 season. That's why you get the show. You are a, a man of the people. You give them what they want when they want it. You give them football now, now, now. 
Luke Ramirez, thank you very much for joining us. We will hopefully get a chance to talk with you next week because you will, of course, be at the most exciting game of the week, as you have been all season long, it would seem. Go check out his work at Luker Sports on Twitter and Instagram, and you can always find his stuff all over the San Diego Union Tribune. Luke, thank you very much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. All right, we are now joined by the head coach of the Crawford Colts, Matt Marquez. 38-0 win tonight over Maranatha Christian. That has to feel pretty good. Yeah, it's a pretty good feeling. Uh, you know, get that first playoff victory. So... Thank you very much for joining us. I'm sure that this is something that uh, you have probably been enjoying pretty much nonstop since it happened. But I got to ask, the emotions coming into the night, were you nerves, were you confidence? And then coming out of the night, what are you feeling now? Uh, We came into the game focused. um, You know, we've been in, we played some tough teams this year, and we've only played them for a half or a quarter or three quarters. We need. We know we need to be focused at 48 minutes. So all week we're focused. We came into the game focused, ready to take care of business. We went up 31-0 in the first half, and they let us the rookie play. So you get to get uh, a little bit of a look from everything. You get your offense involved. You get your defense involved. You've had some pretty spectacular special teams all season long. It seemed like they were there tonight as well. What did yeah. what did you see from your team tonight? I mean, is this is this where you want them to be? How close to the ceiling are they? You, you got to be pretty confident coming out of this one. Yeah, we're still. Uh, you know, we had a lot of guys that were injured this year. Uh, a couple guys had some grade issues, so at about that seven week mark, that's when we got everybody back. So we're, you know, we're just now coming together as a team, speaking. You know, everyone's getting used to where everyone's at now, so I think things are. Uh, in the right direction. So, Coach, for you, talk to us a little bit about the, just the personal satisfaction of, of getting this playoff win uh, under your belt. Yeah, um, especially, you know, especially for me as an alumni, um, since the new stadium is open, we haven't lost a playoff game there. And I told the kids, hey, let's keep that alive tonight. You know, we're trying to start new traditions. <clears throat> been a place that kind of lost tradition for the last, you know, 10 years or before Coach Wright came there. And, you know, he, he built something great, and I'm just trying to continue it and, uh, you know, start new traditions and tell them, you know, we haven't lost a playoff game here, so let's keep that streak alive. I like that. That might be the coolest streak in San Diego right now that you guys have actually christened a new stadium with nothing but wins. Uh, help us uh, get to know your team a little bit better. Give us maybe a, a game ball or, or a player to highlight on, on your offensive and your defensive side tonight uh, from the game before we let you go. Yeah, our defense is led by uh, Malachi Beatty. Uh, he's been on varsity for three years. He played in the championship game in 2017, and uh, he hasn't missed a game. He's one of the few guys that hasn't missed a game all year. So, you know, he's been there every week. He gets the defense lined up. He's our vocal leader. And, uh, you know, he's always ready to go. Offensively tonight, a quarterback had a pretty good game. Um, just, you know, he's getting more comfortable. He's only had, you know, this will be his 20th game as a quarterback. So he's still getting used to playing quarterback. Yeah, that's pretty fresh into the position. Yeah, he, uh, he played O-line the freshman year. Sophomore year, we moved him to quarterback because he can throw the ball 60 yards. And, uh, now he just, he's starting to get the touch. He, he doesn't have to throw a slant hard is 60 hard bomb so you know he's starting to get that touchdown and uh really starting to look nice 
seems like things certainly have been trending up for you uh, the last couple of weeks. 35 and 38 points, respectively. So the offense does seem like it's clicking well into the playoffs. You have a matchup. I I, I, I don't even want to get into this in the sense that I'm bringing down your night or looking at anything other than your win, but just to give the people the information on where you head now is you guys have a matchup. Let me... I have too many playoff brackets open in front of me. You guys... Okay, yeah. So you guys are taking on Francis Parker next round. Uh, Certainly seems like, you know, that's... You want to be clicking going into the playoffs. You want to be throwing shutouts. All things are uh, going well for you. We will get a chance to hopefully talk with you later in the week, though, because we want to let you enjoy this one. Coach Matt Marquez with Crawford. Uh, thank you very hey, much for joining hey, us, man. Shout out, shout out to the defense, my defensive coordinator, Levi McLaurin. Yeah, please. Huge, huge. And we, we put in a lot of twos and threes, you know, into the third quarter. So when you can keep that shutout with twos and threes, that's huge. You've done a great job this year. Certainly has to feel pretty good getting the whole roster and having a deep enough roster to have the twos yeah, and we, threes. We brought up uh, four freshmen, three sophomores from the from the JV. Those kids are just excited. They they love it, man. I'm, I love seeing their, their excitement on the sideline. That's why I said, man, I'm going to make sure y'all get in tonight because you guys are way too excited. That has to feel pretty rewarding that a new stadium has been sustained in the way that it is that people uh, are still coming. The vibe is still there. Kids are turning out. The program's numbers are are growing from what they had been at a certain point uh, when they'd reached some, some dangerous lows. That, that's got to be a pretty, just everything checked. Like you check all the boxes in terms of the good feelings on a Friday night for you as the head coach of that program. Definitely a great feeling. Coach, thank you very much. We'll let you enjoy this one. You have a wonderful night and thank you for giving us a little bit of your time. All right, thank you. You too. All right, bye. All right, the next voice you hear is the voice of reason every single week on here because he's a good, fundamentally decent human being and he knows everything that you need to know about football to have good perspectives on things. It's Raymond Brown from San Diego Football Network. Raymond, thank you very much for joining us. First week of the San Diego High School football playoffs is in the book. Uh, Start giving out game balls, man. Geez, where do I start? Um, you you have an open floor. Let's go anywhere. Everyone knows uh, at this point in the show all the scores. So let's let's start wherever you want to start. We'll work our way around the county. Well, let's talk about some of the teams I picked wrong. Um, let's start in Torrey Pines. Um, wow, uh, I thought RB was going to take that one, but it ends up being all Torrey Pines at RB. Yeah, a great win. They're going to go to Lincoln. That's going to be a great game. Yeah, I was at that one, and it was very interesting to watch. Uh, Torrey Pines play just consistently good football in terms of uh, kind of changing it up a little bit. They were passing the ball really well and scoring in gashes on offense, uh, getting 20 yards here, 20 yards there, but then able to slow it down. And They just really they were setting the tempo, it would seem, offensively, and then on defense. They were getting after it. They were getting in that backfield very, very quickly. It was a very impressive win for Torrey Pines. Yes. Uh, maybe they're not the team they was last year that went to the Open Division Championship, but uh, you can still see traces of um, that Torrey Pines is still a great team. I mean, they have an amazing coach and amazing staff. So um, I can see Torrey Pines really giving Lincoln competition. I got Lincoln winning the whole bracket, but um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if Tory Pines busted my bracket. They certainly are dangerous. Let's keep going. All right. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I had um Mount Carmel beating Central, and I, I even had Mount Carmel beating my alma mater, uh, San Diego High. But um, they went up to Imperial Valley. Central came through with the win, and it'll be Central taking on my alma mater instead of uh, Mount Carmel. Do you have that as the, the yeah? Do you have that as your biggest upset for the night, or can I maybe ask you about uh, Coach Hines and the Coronado Islanders getting a win at Mount Miguel tonight? Both are very debatable. Uh, you you would have to flip a coin on that, but yes, big win for Coronado. Also missed that one. Had Mount Miguel rolling in that one, but um, uh, Coronado went across the island and um, really took it to a great Mount Miguel team. So congratulations to Coach Chines and the Islanders. Give me something on. Let's see. I'm kind of scrolling through some scores right now. Throwing, scrolling through some scores. Looking to see where I can maybe get a good, honest, uh, knee-jerk reaction from you. Let's talk about the El Camino win, 42-26. They win big and win impressively. How much of a threat are they in the playoffs now? Uh, Like I said on your uh, preview show. Yeah, because you were kind of championing them. Yes, I think El Camino's the best team in D2. Um, Yeah, um, I I knew that was going to be a dominating win. Um, I didn't think... uh, El Camino got seeded uh, fairly, but um, they're they're proving they're proving uh, me right so far so good. Um, they got a tough, a very tough sample squad team coming up. They have a great defense led by Johnny Vega. Um, we're gonna see. That's gonna be a great game. I think El Camino got it, but they're gonna get a good fight from the uh, Golden Eagles. Give me a little bit of something on the Patrick Henry insanity and their win over Del Norte, thirty-five twenty-eight. Yes, I'm very impressed with uh, Patrick Henry's offense. I knew they were going to uh, get the, get a win there. Um, Elijah Lutz, man, what a dynamic running back. I mean, Patrick Henry's more known for the passing game, but um, Lutz is uh, killing it in the run game. And, yes, man, Patriots are looking good. These are not the same Patriots of yesteryear. This is a much-improved team, and I can see them getting pretty deep in the playoffs. And new coaching staff comes in there, has pretty immediate success. We're talking to Raymond Brown at San Diego Football, SD Football, on the respective social medias. Definitely want to check him out, not just for San Diego high school football, but for college and everything in between. Raymond, anything else, everything else, tell me whatever else you need to get off your chest about the first round of the San Diego high school football playoffs. Uh, You were right about Morris. Uh, I think most of us had uh, Mira Mesa. It was a hot pick for you guys, yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, but uh, Morris said, nah, not this time. <laughs> and uh, they they went and dominated. And uh, congratulations to Morris, man. Great team. The playmaker showed up. And uh, they move on. You know, uh, there was two teams that went to CIF last year. One of them wasn't going to repeat. And Morris decided it's not going to be us. So congratulations to uh, Coach McNair and his squad. Absolutely huge win for them to move on and get a chance to play Santa Fe Christian and maybe go on a little bit of a run again. You're right. Absolutely could stay alive. Raymond Brown, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, maybe we'll bug you midweek again to get you on here for some more previews. Yes, 